Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. As you start the new year, if you're like me, I imagine you're mapping out ways to move forward in your life in meaningful ways with your personal and professional goals and dreams. I would love to come alongside you and help you understand and grow in the areas where you're naturally wired, your talents, which can become your strengths. We can meet in person or on Zoom to discover ways you can develop practical ways to be all that God has made you to be. Consider gathering some friends or your team or even your spouse to learn together. Message me at barbaragcolwell at gmail.com and I can tell you the scoop about how you can begin to understand more about your strengths and about the strengths of those around you too. Some options are one-on-one coaching and team workshops. Well, my next guest today is a busy mom with two darling young girls at home. I especially love hearing how she is using her limited time in her day between changing lots of diapers and loving on her girls to not only enjoy her strengths, but she's also inspiring others to love their neighbors. Take a listen to my conversation with Jessica Gilbert. Welcome, Jessica. Hey, Barbara. I'm so glad to have you here. I would love um, just for you to tell a little bit about who you are, where you live, and what you do. Okay. So I am Jessica Gilbert. I've been on staff with Crew for about 11 years now. The first 10 were with campus ministry, but the last year um, I've been working with a ministry of crew called Neighbor Bible Studies to Go, which has been really exciting. And I'm looking forward to chatting more about that through this conversation. Um, I work with my husband too. He's also on staff. I have two little girls um, that are, one's three and one is about to turn one. So very busy. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's just so fun. I know um, Warren and I have enjoyed, um, it's been a while, but just um, getting to cross paths with with you all over the years. And it's just neat to see God growing your sweet family. And I am looking forward to hearing a little more about that and how, just how he's made you for these sweet girls and just your vision for what's happening in their lives too. Well, um, Tell me what your top five Clifton strengths are and just a little bit about your journey, about when you first learned about them and um, just how they're impacting your life. Okay. So my five strengths are empathy, responsibility, harmony, belief, and developer. And it's even as I say them out loud, it makes me want to laugh just because I have even just saying them makes me remember how I felt when I learned what they were like some eight years ago when I was on a campus ministry team back in San Antonio. I just felt like 
so dis- maybe a little disappointed as I'm sure other oh. people can relate, but I was like, man, these are so fluffy. These feel so <laughs> like feelings-y. And so anyways, but I, I've learned to enjoy them, to embrace my strengths, thanks to your yeah. podcast. And, um, uh-huh. you know, it's, um, it's good. I'm learning that it's kind of like we each have these like um, superhero talents that not everybody has. And we just think are like, Throwaway, not important, but they really uh-huh. do make it make a difference in the world. So I'm learning to to use them. Oh, well, that's exciting. Well, I know. Um, just like you said, I think so many people feel like, well, these talents aren't that special. Or, I mean, we just compare them to other people. I think is kind of the bottom line with those, but I love what your strengths are and I'm excited for people to hear more how, how they're just shining through and what you do. Tell me a little bit, um, like which of your strengths kind of really hit you the most, or, I mean, I'm sure they all integrate together in the things that you do, but when you think about your strengths, what do you think? Oh, wow, this is, this is who I am and what I love to do because of what these strengths mean. That's a good question. That's kind of a loaded no, that's question. Good. That's good. I, I I hear you. Yeah. I um as I think of my strengths and I think about what I do, who I like the core of who I am. One what, probably gosh. I would say empathy, which is like my top strength. Like that just reigns my life. Like you know the saying like no one cries alone in my presence. Like that's definitely, (laughs) that definitely is me. I'll cry for the person sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely feel like that's a big part of my life. Um, and then also, even though developer is technically my fifth one, that's the one that really, I get a lot of joy and I find a lot of like fun use when I get to use that. So whether it's being like a mom and developing my kids, like, yeah, I just got to teach my daughter how to do a somersault and that was super fun. Um, or, you know, it's equipping people on social media to reach their neighbors, um, and love them in the name of Christ. Like that just gets me excited and gets me waking up mm-hmm. in the morning. So I would say either empathy or developers, like one, that, the two that really hit me the strongest. Yeah, I loved what you mentioned earlier, just how um, Nate compared or acknowledged your empathy. Tell me that story. Oh, yeah. So my husband, Nate, um, you know, he'll often, he's learned to just laugh at it now, but, you know, somebody might be going through something hard or challenging and he'll share with them something to encourage them and lift them up. And then I'll come in the room, not having heard anything and say one thing. And maybe it's almost exactly what he said, but the person will just say, wow, Jess, like that's just exactly what I needed to hear. And like, they'll maybe be crying. And like Nate will be just like beside himself going, I literally just said that. Like what? So that's what, yeah, he kind of, he does call it my, my superhero talent of empathy just mm-hmm. the things I say can to relate and connect to somebody can, I guess, make a difference to me. It feels kind of like, is it really that big of a deal? But then, you know, you get the feedback from other people. It's like, yeah, yeah. people want to be seen and understood and some, maybe they don't have a safe space to share their 
thoughts and feelings. Yeah. They know that you care and that you'll listen and, and cry with them, feel with them. It's great. Well, tell me a little more about um, just your new ministry um, that you're involved in and what that means and why, what excites you about it? Yeah. um, Well, so I really enjoyed campus ministry. That was super fun for me. Um, I love college students. Yeah. What did that Mm -hmm. look like? Your um, involvement in campus ministry. I went on, you know, college campuses in San Antonio, like every day of the week, working with students, helping them grow in their walks with God, and um, you know, helping them have spiritual conversations with their friends, and you know, just growing in regular life stuff that twenty year olds would would need help with. Um, I really liked that. The once I became a mom with kids, I things changed for me. I just didn't have the capacity to go on college campuses anymore. And so I was trying to brainstorm, you know, what, well, gosh, I still have this passion to, um, pass on my faith to my daughters, but you know, to the world, um, what could that look like? And as I was looking through different ministries, I was reminded of, of neighbor Bible, neighborhood Bible studies to go and sorry, neighbor Bible studies to go. Still learning the title of that. NBS to go for short. But um, I was really motivated and inspired by the founder, Debbie McGoldrick, who started it when she was a mom of two littles. And she just wanted to use her talents of, you know, developing others and passing on the faith in her neighborhood. And that's something that she found that she could do with two little kids in tow. And, um, I was just captivated by that. And so I I started working with them a year ago. And then one of the staff, um, her name is Pam McCune. She um, just sold me on this concept of an Instagram account geared towards Christian millennials um, and equipping them and inspiring them to be a light. And so it's called called to shine. It's called underscore to shine. If you're on Instagram, you can follow it. But um, we, you know, our goal is just to create posts that um, inspire people to be a light wherever they are. And maybe that's not necessarily your actual neighborhood, although that is a very important element to it because we all have physical neighbors. Um, but you know, it could be your coworker. You could use the things we're talking about to coworkers, to family, friends. Um, you know, and these women that I'm on staff with, it's a multi generational team. I'm the second youngest one on the team, but there's women that span multi multiple decades um, on it, and they they have such wisdom, and they've learned how to be great neighbors and how to. Just they have the most the best stories of life transformation and people coming to know Christ through just putting in a lot of hard work. And I feel like that art of neighboring um, is is a an art that we're kind of losing, um, yeah, or missing. And I I would love to pass that along and kind of translate what what these women who've gone before me have done already. I'd love to translate that to this generation. What does that look like for us? And and how can we love our neighbors and and also just share Christ's love as we're doing that? So um, yeah, so the, yeah, I get to do silly things. I get to um, use my developing talents and uh, making silly reels. And yeah, let's. I, I 
mentioned earlier when we were talking of, I can tell that your strengths are showing up in the reels that you do because you're so good at it and they're so clear and fun and you're just darling. And yeah. So what do you, how do you see your strengths in those? I totally see it, but you explain that. Thanks for saying that. Well, I think for one is empathy. I I think tapping into empathy, it does help that our audience, I am in our target audience. So I am a Christian millennial. Many of our followers are maybe moms with young kids. So I can understand this idea of like, gosh, you know, God, you're telling me to go be a light to the world. Well, like I'm, I'm exhausted feeding kids, cleaning up diapers. It sounds like not a lot, but it's, it's exhausting work. I mean, you know, Barbara. So, mm-hmm. um, I can understand that. And so in in some of the content that we produce, I kind of want to capture that of like, hey, let's not make this hard on ourselves. You know, we can love our neighbors without making a whole thing out of it. Like maybe loving our neighbors is simply getting our kids outside for a walk and bringing some chalk with us and whatever other kids we see along the way, we stop and say hi and maybe we draw something together or um you know, maybe we got to do some yard work and instead of just getting the thing done as fast as we can, we're, you know, intentional about it. And we take some toys outside and hang out a little while longer and just see who pops into our path and, um, see what kind of conversations God might have for us there. So, um, I forget where else I was going with that, but that's kind of, oh, we were talking about real. So leading with empathy, um, developer, man, I just, I know there's a lot of women out there with, there's college educated women. There's women who just have amazing talents and gifts. And I just would hate for them to feel like they're stuck at home or stuck in this one job that they can't use those other gifts of reaching people. So some of the things that maybe we talk about, um, through our Instagram, account of like, Hey, asking good questions. Like some of these women, the women that are following us, I know are great conversationalists, or maybe it's, um, hosting ideas. And so we just, I just want to develop that in the people that follow us. So anyways, it's been fun. I'm not a reels expert. I, I, I had to learn and I still am learning and I, I still feel super goofy, but it's been fun. I feel like a kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, you took a little course and that helped you. Yes. I am not ashamed to say that I took a course to learn how to do reels because I was like, what the heck is this? I do not know. I know. But it's cool. Like it, it, it's, you know, thousands of people are able to see maybe the short clip of how God loves them or, you know, this motivational part about, hey, like get outside and see who you see out there and be a light. Like thousands of people are able to see that just through this goofy little reel that I'm making. So that motivates me to continue making them and see what God does with it. So that's wild. So I know this sounds dumb. I mean, I'm maybe someday I'll like make a reel. I don't know. Yes. I've never done that. yes. But like, <laughs> why do you say a thousand people can see it? How does it actually work? Oh, um, so I'm not an expert at this, but I know their Instagram algorithm has a lot to do with uh-huh. it. So there's things that if you post on your Instagram, like a regular post, usually only your own followers will see that. So it's limited to the number of followers that you have. But Instagram really values people that use reels and use um, different aspects of their platform. And so if you use reels, they boost that out to people that aren't necessarily following you. And there's a whole bunch of other 
it's kind of like a science behind it, but that's kind of the gist of it. Um, is yeah, people who aren't even following our account will get to see that information. Mm-hmm. I think like at one point, I have to check the statistics, but at one point, our our second most reached country besides the U.S. was India. So that was really exciting to see how like oh cool like we're able to be a light even through social media. Um, yeah, to the world. Like as a mom with young kids, I'm able to equip other people across the globe still like that. So yeah. that makes me feel good. <laughs> and I, I know that it's important work and I, so. Yeah, that's, that's so exciting. I know even just for me, as I'm learning still a lot, just in this whole podcast world too, it's, it's, there's so much to learn, but yeah, I think there's people that have listened in lots of countries, but I'm like, well, who, who are they? What, where are they? But it's just neat to know that something is being sent to people and hopefully God will use the little nugget of message or whatever podcast they happen to listen to for something helpful. Um, tell me, I've, I've loved, um, learning about neighbors to go through Debbie and some other people. And to me, it's amazing how many countries that this ministry is touching. What, tell me a little bit more just about the materials and just the breadth of what's happening with neighbors to go. I know it's phenomenal. It is. I, gosh, I'm still new to a neighbor Bible studies to go, but they, these women are killing it. Like they have, um, they're they're known for their Bible studies that are published on YouVersion, the Bible app. They've had over 200 oh, shoot. I don't know if I have to fact check this, so don't put this on there. I want to say – I have to go look at our Instagram actually to see what was said because I know there's like – so nbs to go has reached over 250,000 people around the world on YouVersion. There's 31 languages – Bible studies in 31 languages with 56 different plans that are live on new versions Bible app. So there's wow, Advent that's plans. Amazing. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I was like blown away. And our team is not a big team. We're like less than 20 people. And it's like it's really small. We and all the translations that are done for us are done for free. They're done by volunteers. Um it's it's pretty incredible. I don't even know all the languages that our content is in, but it's like I have a friend that's currently working on um, Burmese right now. Mm. So it's cool. We have Advent plans, plans for men, women. I mean, they're and they're really simple. They are very, very simple to go through. It's not um, anything challenging, and they're things that you could do on a rotating basis. So you might look at a plan on the website, for instance, and there's 40 weeks worth of content on there if you really were to do each one. So, and you could just keep rotating them through because as you know, God just teaches us different things every time we read a piece of scripture. So kind of the purpose is to, to use those to like even invite your neighbors to go through this study with you. Right. And that the idea. Yeah. mm -hmm, That's one of the key tools that we're trained to use is, um, especially the light study. That's kind of, um, one of the ones that we suggest starting with it's about the life of Jesus and it's really easy to go through. And what I, one of my favorite things about it is that anyone can facilitate it. And, um, 
you know, Miss Debbie, she's great about saying, hey, I don't, I don't have to facilitate it. Anybody, even a non-believer can like ask these questions to a group setting. Um, mm-hmm. So they're supposed to be really, really simple and easy to use, but you get a lot out of it. I just completed um, the study called, it's called MOMMY, and it's an acronym that you can look into more on the study itself, but I got a lot out of it. It was really short little bites of wisdom each day. It wasn't anything challenging, something I could do in less than five minutes a day, but I feel like I I got a lot out of it and I remembered what I learned, which is a challenge in and of itself. <laughs> Some yes, days. It's the stage of life for you. Yeah. So the Bible studies are a key part of our ministry that just go alongside with being a good neighbor and, and loving on the people in our neighborhoods and in our communities. That's, that's great. That's so exciting. Well, tell me a little bit about your neighborhood or kind of things you're enjoying with the people that you're getting to know. How You've lived in Arlington for a year, you said? Yes. Yeah, so the funny thing about this house, though, is that Nate's parents, my husband's parents lived here for five years before we did. So we bought the house from them because okay. we love their neighborhood. Like, it's... Maybe most people would say, oh, it's just a regular old neighborhood, but we love it because it's very, very diverse. Like I'm talking, there's people on our street that speak English, Spanish, um, Vietnamese, Thai, some African languages that I, at this moment, I can't remember the names of. Um, There's people from all different countries. There's people that are first generation, people that were born outside the U.S. And this is just in a little horseshoe-shaped neighborhood with about 65 homes. Um, And that really is typical of Arlington. 20% of the population was born outside the U.S. And um, that was important to us as, you know, Nate and I really care about um, reaching the world for Christ. And maybe someday we might live overseas again as we have in the past and do ministry there. But for right now, um, we're like, oh, we could reach the world here. Um, so I love it. It's a little intimidating if I'm real, like when I go door to door and we, we've met quite a few of our neighbors by now, but you just don't, never know what language they're going to be speaking and, uh-huh. so, or the, or what language is primary to them. And so that's something that I'm growing in. In fact, I, I realized in a month ago, I had sent out like a little flyer invitation for like a Christmas event to our neighborhood. And I did it only in Spanish or sorry, only in English. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I should have like just put it in a couple different languages that I know are primary, like at least Spanish and Vietnamese. Because after the event was over, one of our Vietnamese neighbors told Nate like, oh, looked like you were having fun last night. Like what was it? And (laughs) He's like, oh, we invited you. And he's like, oh, I couldn't read it. And we were like, oh, man. So I was challenged by that to like at least try using like Google Translate, even if it's not perfect, at least it'll help or, you know. Give you a little help. Yeah. Ask a friend, you know, to help proofread it before we send something out because we want to make things accessible. Um, We don't want language to be a barrier to loving our neighbors. So, yeah. Well, I know you have kind of a diverse ethnic background can you how does that play in or even I know you can probably identify in deeper ways than a lot of people because of your heritage so yeah I have a very I feel like it must be more common now in the U.S. um, where I I consider myself um, multiracial 
I look ethnically ambiguous. <laughs> I um, my heritage is quarter Japanese. I'm a quarter Hispanic, but I'm unsure of the origins because I don't know my biological dad. Although I have my guesses, and then I am um, also white, which I believe is like Polish and German and Irish. So, um, yeah. And I, it's funny. I don't think I realized that I was like, I could identify with like Japanese culture very much because, you know, I'm only a quarter and I never felt like I was enough of this. Um, Mm. but then I got married to Nate who is like full blown Midwestern, like (laughs) German, Scotch, Irish, (laughs) English background. And yeah, I, he's like, oh, you're so Asian, or like the way I do things is just like the harm- <laughs> so my my strength of harmony, for instance. I I don't know if it's nature or nurture, but I'm pretty certain that that probably is derived from my Japanese heritage because in Japan, like you don't there's like a saying that's about like don't be the nail that sticks out or the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Um, you know, you don't want to rock the boat, and so. <laughs> I told you this on our call the other day or I was like when Nate and I were first dating I was just constantly squeezing his hand when we were having social <laughs> interactions because he would say things and my the harmony in me would be like on high alert like ooh that's going to rock the boat ooh that's going to rock the boat not knowing oh. like that's just kind of how midwesterners talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're real direct aren't they so direct and I'm like a californian like that's where I, I like I grew up, so they're very Californians are like, yeah, whatever, you know, you do you. But um, anyway, so <laughs> I, I've learned to like let him be him, and he's learned to kind of check with me, be like, hey, what do you what do you think if I say this? Is that going to be so? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm still learning how to use the harmony as a strength and not as like a beating stick <laughs> for. Keep people yeah, in their it's place. My number one strength. Yeah, so you can understand. It's I don't know. That's yeah, the, that's I probably one I want to learn more about. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It is a strength, and um, I think sometimes it needs a little coaching for people to embrace that it's a strength. Yeah, it takes a lot well, of guts um, too, because I feel like um, I can be a little bit like I know what it would take to like have people share their voice and be heard and for there to be harmony. But that takes guts to like actually say what needs to be said in the room and say things like, Hey, I, I feel like so-and-so is not being heard, or I feel like there's something we're missing here. So that's been a challenge for me. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. It takes guts. I know like your last strength is belief and usually I mean, that can be in all different kinds of topics that people have strong beliefs about, but how has your belief strength really shaped you and some of the things you're passionate about? Yeah. Um, I've realized things <laughs> with belief, I just assume that things are done. If, For example, with my Christian faith, it's really important to me to pass on, um, you know, teachings from the Bible or, you know, Christian church traditions to my kids. And I just assume that that's equally as important 
of a priority to all Christians across the board. And that's not true. And that doesn't make it bad either. They're not bad. I'm not good. Or, you know, it just is what it is. Um, everybody does it their different ways. But that feels really important to me, belief. Like, I really want to – I will feel like I have failed if I've missed opportunities to – share with my kids who Jesus is on a regular basis in their childhood or as they're living with me growing up. Um, That's really important. And so for 2022, one of my goals is like just to do one thing a day with them, um, whether that's reading a Bible story from their kid Bible or singing a a song about Jesus or – you know, just even praying together, talking about God. It doesn't have to be anything hard. Like I'm all about doing things smarter, not harder. Um, which so yeah, that's kind of something that's important to me. Well, um, one question I'd love to ask is like how would you respond to the idea of embracing your strengths? Like what does that look like for you? Is that easy or hard? What yeah, I mean, I think for me it comes down to priority priorities and time. And I need to embrace my strengths because I don't have time to dabble in doing all these things that, I mean, of that course we don't have to strengths. do things that we have to do, you know, but I really want to focus on and maximize my time well. So if I have to choose between doing something that is in my alley of like, you know, developing somebody in some way or other, you know, whether that's like in my neighborhood, I um, sometimes I get to help some, you know, high school or college students with their college algebra or math homework. Um, that's something I, yes, I will spend time doing. Um, but if it's something outside of my strength, it's like really going to cost me a lot of like, uh, emotional and I don't even know what kind of energy you call that. Like just you're operating out of your weaknesses. Like I just, I don't have time for that right now. Um, yeah. So I definitely, I definitely feel like, yeah, I need to, whatever roles I'm doing, whatever ministry I'm pursuing, I need to be operating out of my strengths. I think everybody should. Mm. Yeah. That's the belief in me speaking. <laughs> yes. That's great. Well, yeah. Like you say, it's, um, it's energizing and you can tell that you love it. Like when you're doing those kind of things that it comes easy for you. Yeah, exactly. I want to feel, I mean, I know when we, when we, when we love on other people, it costs us and it's okay to feel drained, but it's also really nice when we're operating out of our talents. I think oftentimes we can feel drained, but we also feel replenished and because we've been operating in our strengths and it makes us makes us feel energized and makes us feel excited to get to use those things again. Yeah. Well, um, Jessica, I just love just your joyful, enthusiastic, and just real compassionate spirit. I know that you have just from the times we've been together, I experience all those things. And I'm, it's exciting to think about how you are um, just having such a significant impact on those around you in your neighborhood and even through all the the reels you're doing or different um, things you're doing to kind of help promote just helping others to shine in their neighborhoods. Well, one last question I have, and you kind of hit on it a little bit, but which of your strengths would you say you enjoy the most or even like 
what would your friends say that they love the most about you, which probably is one of your strengths? Oh, gosh, can I phone a friend right now and ask him? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, they would probably say empathy. I mean, they were a word people use is like, you're so sweet or <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm laughing. It just sounds so fluffy, but yeah, I think if people enjoy that, I listen and, um, you know, they just feel like they can tell me anything. And I enjoy that about myself. I want to be that for people. Um, I want to be the person that people can come to to share stuff they'd be embarrassed to tell somebody else or stuff that they it's just really on their heart. So I really enjoy that about who I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I know it's kind of a tricky question. And I just, um, I just think it's, for any of us, it it does us well to really step into that. It's like, yeah, that is an amazing strength and quality that you have. And that is what is your lead foot as you are with people. And it's just so easy for you to do that. And so anyway, I just wanted to remind you of how great your empathy is and for you to even put some words to that. Jessica, thanks again so much for making time in your busy schedule with your girls just to to let us hear a little bit more about you and your strengths. It's been just such a treat. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And if I could just say one last thing to the listeners right now, um, it would just mean so much as I know as a fellow content producer, um, getting feedback, getting reviews really makes a difference. And I'm sure that would mean the world to Barbara. So if you could just go right now um, and leave a review, however you're listening to this podcast, just it takes just a few minutes, do that. And I know that will mean so much to Barbara and her um, podcast so that she can keep, keep coming up with great content like this. So there you oh, go. Thanks, Jessica. I, I appreciate that. Yes, reviews would be very much um, encouraged and welcome. So thank you for that little shout out. So thanks again. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.